A few years ago, I began reading the works of one Alexandra York. It began with Cross Points, a novel of choice, and following that, she published The Innocent and Adamus. All of these works are in my top 30 favorite books, Cross Points probably being still my third favorite novel to this point. She also later published a nonfiction sort of booklet called Lying as a Way of Life, where she lets the reader know from her experience traveling the world over many years, a pattern of human behavior which she seemed to have followed in the footsteps of communist regimes visiting Russia, visiting China, visiting Indonesia. And she tells us that everywhere communism has been, there's been a necessity to lie as a way of life. And this is not something which the cultures and and population recovered from following the fall of communism in these places. People continued to lie as a way of life. I don't think that it is sustainable to lie, and people do lie in a myriad ways. Many of them have to do with directly expelling lies from one's own mouth. But some of them are just lies by action. We kid ourselves that certain things will work when they definitely will not. That certain things we do won't torture us in the future when we know from experience that they will. When I think about the financial systems that underline the world, the so un- <clears throat> the so-called Western world today, I think that everyone who is ignoring the issue is trying to live by lies. And I'm not saying that it's easy to do anything about it. I'm just saying that pretending as if it's a good idea or that or we will get away with it. <laughs> I mean, that's really the way to think about it, is that we're trying to get away with it. We're trying to get away with an irrational, unworkable system. Part of the reason that I think we're able to convince ourselves of that is something I've I've been discussing here, but that is that we're counting on the momentum of the past to carry us into the future. And you know, it's like, well, chaos has not ensued, so therefore chaos must not ensue in the future. And one problem with that is that we have increasingly shorter memory by which we can just you know, rule out the things that happened 12 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, etc. And it also buys a lot of people the ability to ignore the principal factors in the matter. Uh, but I think that I should move on from there and say, look, if we look at where we are, look at this situation unfolding with GameStop right now. It is, it is something, and I'm not sure what it is. I've talked about it at some length here, and I'm not certain that my impressions that I've gathered are up to date. In a, in a world in which several million people in, in this country can get wrapped up into QAnon in, for four years, I can't take for granted that, that what I'm seeing on Reddit is organic. I just can't take it for granted. I, I, can, I can exercise what rigor 
I'm capable of, but there's, it only goes so far. But whatever is going on is not healthy. I can, I can be certain of that much. No matter who has the right impression here or uh, of, the, of, the, of the game stock, stock situation, I can be certain that the, whatever is going on is is unhealthy situation. And, and it's an opportunity for, for everyone who's not normally interested. You don't have to be interested. You don't have to want to take over control of your retirement account or like check the stock market on a weekly basis even. I'm recommending looking into this story and going directly to the Reddit boards, harden yourself because it's crude language, but go directly there. To, to learn more about this situation, or there's been a one or two decent reports put out, I'm told, I haven't read them. But this is an opportunity to realize that the, the, the very, uh, various pieces, all the way up and down the, the chain of this system that we have, are not good. And they will not work. They will not continue to support us. When you look into this situation, you will see the rotted core of the oak tree. I, the respectability, <laughs> the the prestige, is gone from this from this institution we call Wall Street. It should be, anyway. Credibility, there shouldn't be any credibility in a number of institutions, unfortunately. But unfortunately, for most people, credibility, um, you know, pardon me, most people are the source of the credibility. They, If your actions don't align with, with reality and and you are paying attention to a liar, which is, is a way of not aligning your actions to reality, and you're acting on the liar's motives, then, then and, oh, you know, the, one of the reasons I want to record this is that that's lying as a way of life. If you know you're being lied to, but you act according to the lies rather than according to true aim, You're lying as a way of life. You're lying to get through life. What will yield? What will come out of lying as a way of life? Just, just to you know, ask yourself long term. What will, what will come of it? Okay, so here we have a monetary system that is made to be a cancer. It's not a. It's not a system with a disease. The, the, the system is the disease. And it's a disease on humanity. Okay, so on top of that, we have an equities market that is that is a key piece of it. Most people talk about the U.S. government and the Federal Reserve. The equities market is a key part of just how useful all of that dollar business is because it is a straw through which a lot of human energy can be pulled by the major banks, many of which are members of the Federal Reserve. You know, they're, they're stakeholders of. 
and who are at you know least directly uh, stand to benefit from its actions. You know, they're up at the, the top of the food chain. Okay. When you look into a situation like GameStop and you, you see the rot, for me, if I didn't understand the system already the way that I do is, is a very poor situation, just looking at this instance would allow me to extrapolate and think, wow, it's probably, you know, factors worse than this. Is the more I would look around, if I can see, if I can see a situation like GameStop unfold, what's to say there aren't, uh, you know, twenty times the problem of GameStop unfolding? somewhere else that I can't see right now. So you look at that. You look at that situation and where where the, the dollar is strategically devalued by quote-unquote 2% per year, which means 2% counterfeiting per year, more or less. It's designed to remove your ability to be a long-term saver. I'm not, I'm not even extrapolating. I'm not even summarizing, okay? That was the expressed intent of John Maynard Keynes, the father of this system. So there you have this dollar to eat away at your savings and everything right up until this point has led the average, the person with some savings to go into the stock market. Now it's now it is leading people with hardly a dime to their name to go into the stock market because there's no interest rate to, to, to earn from, right? And so everyone has to go into the stock market looking for alpha or quote-unquote interest. Um, and, and a lot of people think that this is basically legitimate and just how it ought to work, I guess. But, but if you look in here and you see the rot and you go, wow, that, that's messed up. Um, it's totally corrupt. It's, it's a way for, for just a few people to kind of skim off of everyone else. And it's, and it's a lot of people who are legally forced into, um, I mean, not, they're very close to legally forced. When you have your savings eaten away from you 2% a year or more, you have no choice but to buy gold and silver, which you know in a, on a mid-range time frame is not that. Um, it's been a decent move, but it's not always a move. You know, for for the five to ten year range, is not a has not been a great move over the last seven eight years so or longer, right? So, but that's your choice, or to try to not have your savings eaten away from you, you go go hand it over to a Wall Street bank that is, or pardon me, you know, you hand it over to whomever is doing the management. But over the long term, the the larger the institution, the at least the more opportunity they have. I don't know why Deutsche Bank has been dying, but that might just be 
that that might we might not understand that that could be for some reason that's just sort of obscure to us so when you look at how these these banks will use the capital that you know to finance things that you and I are not excited about uh, goodness it should be more and more and more evident that this system is basically immoral and yet this is a system that many people are counting on to retire and and to to bolster themselves and and so it's something you know when they look at their retirement accounts or whatever accounts they can get giddy about even though what what every uptick in the price of a stock means at this point is that they're just hoping to sell to eat what somebody else is trying to buy to sell in order to eat and so and so this really is a process of eating the seed corn which which John Maynard Keynes again said it's not you know not one man in a million will recognize that that all capital is being destroyed that's not exactly what he said but he said not one man, man in a million will realize that this is a destructive process that will look like it's useful that will look like it's wealth creating and all the while that it looks so nice and and prosperous it'll actually be eating the capital out of all the the participants uh, much the same way that that soybeans are grown today and and extract carbon from the soil and then are shipped miles away from where they're grown uh, sometimes around the world, such as to China. And so the capital base of that soil, the, the carbon, is, is exported. It is destroyed relative to that ecosystem. Never to come back. This is the analogy. This is a direct analogy to what is taking place across, in some the financial system, the capital of the, I want to say, the debt of the world is being used to suck the capital out of it. And, and to a great extent, you and I are the, the capital. Uh, the land is too, but we are a conduit to get get the the wealth out of the land. So think about that. And and it used to be that debt was productive. You know, if, if I borrowed a dollar, I was expected that I would, I myself would generate a dollar and one cent. Now, I might do that. That's, that's uh, generally the trajectory that I'm on. And, and a, number of, a number of people might. But... Uh, that's just in aggregate. That's not the case. I, I haven't looked at a chart lately, but the marginal utility of debt has sunk now for decades, and I don't know. It might be around thirty percent. As as in now, every dollar of debt in aggregate generates 
30 cents of revenues, of, of, yeah, of just revenues, not profit, revenues. This is the aggregate, um, a measure, I think I'm talking about U.S. This was before last March or April's uh, CARES Act, right? So, and, and there's probably a few flaws within that calculation, but I have to check on it. The point is that the debt is returning less production all the time in aggregate. And, and again, go back to that soybean analogy. If you, if you grow a cover crop of cereal rye, you build up a little bit of carbon. You plant soybeans, you, you work that carbon back out. Let's say you want to keep doing that year after year after year. You might keep from destroying your soil entirely. You might slow down the degradation that you otherwise would if you didn't use the cereal rye cover crop. And I guarantee you would slow down the degradation that way, but you're not moving forward, or you might just be slowing down. You might not be neutralizing the destruction. You might just be lessening the rate of destruction. That's what we did here. Uh, we've it's the same process. Like we just it's going very slowly. Yes, we get faster computers more just crazy technology, right? But if it doesn't translate into a leap well above that one so that we're making two, three dollars of revenues for every dollar borrowed in the aggregate, I don't know if that's been possible ever, but um, on a meaningful average. But if we didn't do that, and soon there's no way to slingshot there's no way to slingshot ourselves out of here uh, and so the rising stock market though hides that process from the eye of the average man much the same way that that a rising average yield on a number of crop properties can yield the destruction of the underlying capital base, or it can the, the yield itself can can distract from the fact that yeah I mean this the the way that it's done is that that debt or fertilizer is injected into the land and in scenarios you know as the soil gets worse the more important that debt is and and so long as the yield ticks up. Just a tad, just enough, or it doesn't go down too fast. There's there's a suspicion that things ought to work, but we in the in in agriculture have really taken our eye off the ball and 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 at least not squarely evaluated what it means that soil is just disappearing, you know, through gullies in our fields. This you know not only will that be unfarmable from a from a technical logistical aspect, it's it's the fertility of the land disappearing, and so people grow, I don't know, let's call it two hundred fifty bushel corn, let's say, at the Iowa border, Iowa Missouri border, and say, well, I should be able to do this profitably. And it, no, no, not if your soil is disappearing, and but when the yield is ticking up. Decade over decade, year over year, we're looking at the average yield across this country going up. 
It's the same. It's so similar to the way we look at this stock market index go up and up and up and up and up. People, some people just accept that that's some indicator of the health of the economy. Wrong. Some people think that that's going to make them prosperous. And it's like, well, only over a short enough time frame. You know, do you want to, if you can manage to be dead in the next five years, you get to enjoy prosperity all the way out, perhaps. But for the people who follow in your footsteps, who who run out of other people to buy their stocks away from them, not so much. Not so much. Venezuela had the highest performing stock market in the world over the period immediately leading up to destitution and starvation. They were pursuing a system not unlike what we are going through right now. Tactics not unlike what we're seeing employed by the Federal Reserve and in the U.S. Treasury. If you act as if it will work, you are living by lies. If you say, I don't, I can't do anything about it. I'm going to participate and, and trust that these people have my best interest in mind. That's a pretty bad idea. And it amounts to a lie. And this is much the same way that, that people had to live under communist regimes. In order to, to look out for themselves, they, they had to lie. You know, just to, to, to do what they could do to try to make sure all their kids ate. I'm sure it, every now and, now and then, at minimum, had to, uh, had to involve lying. You know, in order to do whatever, might have might have been to try to heat their home, might have involved lying. Not not just to the police, but to their neighbors, to their aunt, to their cousin, to whomever. This is not a solution for life, and you have to do your own research. Do you have to? I can't describe to you in full the reasons that this. I think this is worth recording uh, on the topic of the stock market. That is, there's there's plenty of other things we could discuss about how people might be living by lies right now. But I guess I should point out two things. One is that those regimes failed, and two. Lying never seems to work very well. I would say, you know, I've told one or two lies in the last 10 years, and both times that's been miserable. At least one of those times was really miserable for me uh, in the fallout. I guess partially because I held myself accountable for it. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> uh, but but lies always add to chaos. They always add to disorder. 
they always lead, lead to distance between people. We're so often um, encouraged to be true to ourselves, and it's hard to imagine how we could be true to ourselves by pretending that the financial substrate of of our lives and our futures is going to work when it ostensibly cannot be uh, can cannot possibly work on on its current terms thank you